Podcast on the IB Sports Podcast Network. I am your host, Keith Fleming. I am the person that, oh, recently actually my picks have been pretty good, Alan. Uh, but normally I would recommend fading my plays. You probably have more success. But we do have the gambling guru who was pretty upset about the Dolphins not covering the Bears game, but still went three and two in the contest. What'd your percentage drop to? Like 67%, 68%? Yeah. Yeah, I'm um a little under sixty eight. It's like sixty. Yeah, I don't like I don't I don't I don't feel bad for you. I'm it's still, still top, a really good week. Top sixty five, but I need I need more. And look, it's very rare that, that I get mad about bets uh at this point in my, my gambling career per se. And I air quote that because I'm still an amateur gambler, obviously. But having seen so much, it is very rare that I will get heated enough to express that level of anger that I had at the Dolphins um, uh, Sunday. And to to counter that, um, yesterday with Eastern Michigan not covering the touchdown spread against 1-8 Akron, I was at the same level of anger. I just, just sometimes it just doesn't make sense. It just doesn't make sense. That's gambling. It is. Uh, it's the same thing with fantasy. I tell people poker is the same thing. Uh you just got to try to win more than you lose. And that's that's literally, if you do that, you're doing it right. And the more that you win than you lose, obviously, the better at it you are. So I would take 68% uh, any day. So still a good job. I do hate it for you, though, because it was another game that it looked like a lock with, what, like seven, eight minutes left. And yep. then Miami is just like, we're, no, we're, we're not going to get any more first downs. And we're going to make it as easy as possible for the Bears to cover this game. So... Tua, uh, no, Tua, I just got to point this out real quick because then you know how they say one game doesn't make or one play doesn't make or break a game and gambling. Right. That's not necessarily true on third and two on like their uh, like 40 yard line or something like that. Tua couldn't convert a wide open pass. He he short armed a two-yard pass and that didn't extend the drive with like four minutes left and allowed um the the change of possession which ultimately led to the uh inevitable justin fields turnover and and just a three-point cover which could have been potentially they probably would have more daniels he probably would have kicked the field uh just to put him up six or something like that like he would have he would have taken the points which you know, um, analytically is stupid, but he wouldn't did it. So that's why I didn't get the cover, which made me even more angry because I've been complaining from the first pass that Tua always underthrows. And how do you underthrow a two-yard pass? It's ridiculous. How do you underthrow uh, Jalen Waddle and Tyreek Hill? I mean, I would be throwing it as far as possible because those guys are so fast. They're going to yeah. catch it. Uh, Ian, he's a good fantasy quarterback. I'm still not sure if he's a good NFL quarterback. Uh, this week, week 10, man, it's already time to start getting sad, bro. It's November. Leaves are changing. The, the days lighter are shorter. Uh, and we've only got, God, we don't, we don't have it's, uh, many weeks of football left. But week 10, Thursday night, it's, they were scraping the, the barrel of my Falcons right off of their latest uh, how can we blow a game and, you know, crush Keith's sports soul. 
uh, as they recover the fumble with 40 seconds and being in the stadium, Alan, the, the noise of the crowd from when we got the fumble of just disbelief to then the groans of when he fumbled the ball despite nobody touching him to give it back to the Chargers. It was just more of like, yeah, that's what we more expected to happen because uh, it was it was it was legitimate shock uh, when we caused the fumble. But anyway, they're going to Carolina. They're two and seven. The Falcons are giving two and a half. They just won this matchup uh, a couple of weeks earlier. And honestly, I felt like that was one of the Falcons worst games this year. Uh, and don't get me wrong, DJ Moore and probably a stupid penalty helped them get the victory in that game. But I think the Falcons cover here. It's a much more important game for the Falcons than it is the Panthers. And, uh, I mean, it looks like Carolina is just at this point. Uh, it, can we say tanking is a thing in the NFL yet? Because there's a couple of teams that I think might be tanking. Like the Indianapolis Colts, Carolina Panthers. They want one of these QBs. Give me the Falcons to cover. I don't think the Colts are actually tanking. I think they're just being run by a drunk. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I, I don't want to overthink it. Um I mean, P.J. Walker, he, he's, he's better than what he showed um, last week, but that was just well, that was so. the inevitable. Yeah, this that was the inevitable bad game. Uh, actually, worst case scenario for real. Uh, but I mean, it's it's just what it is. Like the Panthers are just not that talented in the position that you need to be talented in to win consistently in the NFL, and that's quarterback. So uh, on the flip side. The Falcons aren't that much better at quarterback either, but they got a quarterback who understands his limitations and they have a system that seems to be more um, compatible with that quarterback skill set. I like quarter passing coming back. I know that there's some injury concerns um, in the secondary of the Falcons, but it's a divisional game. I laid a three with the Falcons, even though the, the, like gambler in me, like my inner gambler saying you should take the points because the Falcons always find a way to trick it. <laughs> it's two and a half right now on ESPN. So you can get it two and a half. Unless it was three uh, on your sheet. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I would, I would take one of those scenarios where I would take 3.5 with the Panthers um, or lay two and a half with the Falcons. I, I like feel like that. it might land. No, I, I, I mean, that's, a, that's right. The range that it was, uh, Last time. So Falcons won by three in overtime. Uh, the Seahawks versus the Bucks in Germany. Um, the Seahawks are six and three. The Buccaneers are four and five. Tampa's favored by three, which I don't get. I think the Seahawks are better. I think they're a better team top to bottom. Uh, and this is a this is a neutral game. Like this is not a Tampa home game. I don't think they deserve three points. Give me the Seahawks, and I actually like them as a money line play. I think there's a very good chance they win this game. Yeah, I took the three and um, took the Seahawks money line. Um, I don't think the Bucks, the Bucks just don't have it, man. The Vikings going to the Bills. What did you see? Has there been any report on Josh Allen? Uh, I saw Stephon Diggs tweeted last night. Uh, I guess an emoji that people were saying uh, was like an exhale. So I guess that would have been good news on it, but I haven't heard officially. But the Josh Allen thing's scary. I don't believe in the Vikings. Uh, if you give me Josh Allen with a bad elbow, I still think he covers three and a half against his Vikings team. I think they haven't, you know, they just, 
they keep winning and they deserve credit for that. Uh, they've covered a lot of spreads, which they also deserve credit for. But I just, I mean, you look at their wins, none of them are that impressive. Uh, and I think the Bills can get it done as long as Josh Allen is out there. Uh, I would stay away from it, obviously, if they go to Case Keenum. Um, I got this line at six and a half with the Vikings. Um, and I will tell you, and I'm not, I'm not bragging. I'm, I'm being dead ass serious. I know I watch a ton of baseball. I train a kid in baseball, train a couple of kids in baseball, actually been around the sport, played the sport. I know that UCL injury when I see it, uh, this isn't Josh Allen's first rodeo with that injury. Um, and when he threw that one pass, uh, it was like close on, it was like the, maybe the third to last pass he threw, but he did the, the arm shake and the, the grip. There's like, like whenever somebody has a UCL injury uh, in baseball, you typically see them kind of like try to shake it out. Cause it's like this tingling sensation and they try to like make a fist and open and close their hand. Cause, cause they just don't have that grip strength anymore. And when he did that, I think, I think the commentators picked up on it a little too. And um, also the sideline, but they still called two more passes. The pass after that went straight into the ground, basically, and then he threw that 70-yard pass, uh, which was probably ill-advised. I have been watching this line since I took it at six and a half and watching it drop like it did. And even with the comments of um, some people who have worked in the medical industry, uh, in the NFL and so forth, I'm inclined to believe that he's not going to play. I don't think he should play. Um, I would say... If it's not an actual tear, which is obviously not a tear or else we would have heard about it. But if it's a strain or even just a, a tweak, it, at least two weeks is, is the safe bet um, for him to come back. And I'm pretty sure like this not being a divisional game, they're willing to, to concede Case Keenum could potentially win the game for them. Um, so at home. if you can get – yeah, at home too, yeah. And Case Keenum is a, is a proven backup. It ain't like he he's uh, – from you know so I, I think they're willing to concede that and, and roll the dice with Keenum and the rest of this team so I like my six and a half I like three and a half with the Vikings still um but the only reason why I like that is because Case Keenum is the type of quarterback that typically does just enough to win so three is, is what you're gonna get anyway as home field advantage so I think that's fair three and a half I, I just can't do that all right uh, not a very good, a couple of actually I think going to be pretty boring games. Uh, well, actually, lines at Bears haven't really fallen that because Justin Fields is must watch TV at all times right now. Uh, the Bears are three point favorites at home. Uh, I mean I feel like the Bears at least have an identity now, uh, particularly on offense and this Lions defense. I mean it, it's just it's 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 comical at this point. I mean. People are going to look at their performance last week and go, well, they held the Packers to, you know, nine points. The Packers had the ball inside the six four times, and they got zero points out of it. Uh, you know, when that happens, that's still a really bad defense. Uh, Green Bay is just really bad right now. It just, I mean, just making normal everyday football plays, and you can score from inside there at least once. Uh, turn the ball over three times, uh, one more on a turnover on downs. So give me the Bears and Justin Fields, who I think he has another 100-plus rushing yard day. Uh, he's, you know, obviously jetted up in D DFS this week, but I still like him uh, as a DFS play. 
And uh, he's probably the most exciting guy in football, very similar to Jalen Hurts last year with the Eagles, who, you know, they won some games down the stretch with Hurts as their starting quarterback. Um, I, I think that's kind of where Fields is at. So I'll I'll give the points. Love everything I see about Jalen Hurts um, in this second phase of his uh, season this year. But I don't think the Bears should be laying three on anybody. I didn't, I didn't Even think the Bears should be no, I didn't. I didn't. When the Bears played the Texans, who were not that good, they were laying three, and I took the Texans and I pushed, and the Texans should have won. Now the Bears look better uh, coming into this game, and the Lions have not looked that great. But there's going to be some momentum and carryover from beating the Packers, um, and the playmakers on the Bears outside of Justin Fields are probably just the same as the playmakers on the on the. Um, on the Packers, like there, they shouldn't be that that challenge that they can't keep up scoring wise is what what I'm. They scored at 29 too. or more the last three weeks against the Patriots, Cowboys, and Dolphins, and you don't think yeah, they're going to they, put up those kind of points against the Lions? It's not about them putting up points. It's about them stopping the Lions as well, because <laughs> I don't think without Quinn and Smith, there's got to be some some um. There's got to be some issues on that defense that's going to flare up. Not in game one, obviously, but like the play, if the Lions playmakers are healthy, they're going to present pretty much the same problems as the Dolphins did. And uh, they should keep up and score. That, that's my thing is that I'm not – I don't think that the Bears have the defense to be laying three on anybody. Even at I home, though. I have to see that. I understand. Yeah, even at home. Even at home against the Lions. But not home. I mean, that's that's just my personal opinion. If I was if I was able to bet it, I would buy it up to three and a half. But I have the Lions on here at three. That's usually the number that I I play them at anyway. Plus three. They always find a way to to, to backdoor or get some garbage touchdown and and cover the number. Wrong, but I I do like what I've seen from this Bears team. I think the Chase Claypool thing is big, and I, I think they I really do. I think they win. Uh, pretty easily this week. Uh, Broncos at the Titans. The Titans are giving two points. I like Denver this week. Uh, they're coming off a bye. Ew. <laughs> I, I, I know, but the thing is, Denver's defense is really good. And you're either going to have a Tannehill, who granted he's had two weeks, I think the rest, uh, you know, back, or you get Malik Willis, who we've seen, I mean, can't do really anything in the passing game. And Russell and Judy and the offense was kind of at least starting to move the ball a little bit more consistently the last couple of games go, uh, before going into their bye. And I just, the Titans are a lot like the Vikings that, I mean, I give it to them. They're five and three. They've won their games in front of them, but I don't think they're that good of a game. If you look at a lot of the Broncos, uh, you know, losses, they've been against some good teams. I'll, I'll take the two points for Denver going into Tennessee just because their defense, I think, is so good that they're able to slow down Derrick Henry and Wilson does enough to get them uh, the victory. Um, God, you why do you have to end? Wilson does enough to get them the victory. Um, <laughs> can't do it. I got the Titans, man. Um, even with the hobble, Tannehill, I got the Titans. I there's a, a key injury on the offensive line for the. I mean, it is a coaching Broncos. mismatch. I will give you that. Like it's yeah, well, obvious, obvious coach coaching mismatch doesn't even have to be stated. But um, there's um, there's the the issue with um. With the offensive line, like the center is out again, and I feel like that's significant. Um, and um, 
I just think that the Titans are just a better team. Um, they've played better at home, and uh, they get Tannehill back, so it should be a boost. And I still think that the Broncos, especially without Chubb, um, who wasn't necessarily – like, it's kind of like the Von Miller thing with them. Like, Von Miller wasn't known to be a run stopper, but he's such a threat and, and gets so much uh, push off the line that he could affect the rushing game. I feel like you're. this is the game that they're really going to miss Chubb, and uh, it's going to show. So I'm taking the Titans. All right, the Jaguars going to Kansas City. The Chiefs are giving nine and a half points. I'm taking the Jaguars. The Jaguars have not lost a game this season by more than eight points, uh, and they've lost a lot of them. They've lost six of them. So uh, when they've lost, they've lost close. And actually, when they win, they win big. I mean, nine and a half is a big number. I might buy it up to ten, but I like the dogs here. Yeah, I should have took the ten and a half when I seen it. That is too much um, for for a young team that's not going to stop fighting. All right, Browns at the Dolphins, Miami minus three and a half points. Uh, I just, man, I like what I saw out of Jeff Wilson last week. Miami may be able to actually run the ball a little bit more consistently with him there. Was shocked to see he already out snapped and out rush attempt uh, Mostert because I actually thought he was brought in to be the backup. It kind of looks like he's been brought in to be at least 1A of a 1A, 1B. And, uh, man, this Miami offense right now is scary. The Browns are not a great defensive team. Um, I, you know, three and a half. I would rather it be two and a half, but I'll take the Dolphins. Give the points. Dolphins are no bad for me. I ain't betting this no more. I'm putting the Dolphins on the same back burner. I put the Ravens for a couple weeks, man. They, they piss me off. Um, I don't know. I mean, they got got it the Browns. It is a big deal on. if a team can't close a game, right? When you're constantly yeah. to get points with them. Yeah. Yeah, and it's a big deal when a when a team just inexplicably um, just stops playing defense. I had the Dolphins' defense rated pretty high. And I know Justin Fields was playing well, but, I mean, there were just so many fundamental errors on their defense Sunday. It just baffled me. He broke the all-time record by a quarterback rushing. Like, that, to me, is a bad sign. When something like that happens against your defense, they give up. I mean, that's the only way that can happen. Yeah, maybe they just took them too lightly. But um, let me – I mean, they kept taking them too lightly. I'll, I'll take my points with the Browns, but I'm not. That's more because I'm just I'm being completely biased. Just we're just picking it, and we're just picking every game. I mean, that's a, yeah, a I'm not. I'm not picking the Dolphins anymore. Uh, give Give me another two weeks, and maybe I'll switch it back. But not right now. <laughs> the Giants are five point favorites against the Texans. Man, of course the Texans had to give a super frisky performance against the Eagles uh, on Thursday night football. And those baller red uniforms, by the way, I really like those. Uh, But I just, this is a perfect matchup for the Texans. I mean, excuse me, for the Giants. The Texans cannot stop the run. The Giants are their happiest when they can give it to Saquon Barkley 30-plus times a game and just let him take over. Uh, I actually do like the Giants at home giving five because I just think that their strengths – are the Texans' weaknesses. I mean, they also give up big plays on defense. Uh, and, I mean, let's be honest, Texans' passing game has been terrible. It's really Damian Pierce, who I would not uh, be surprised if he hits a big one at some point in this game. But I do think the Giants cover the fa- uh, five and get to seven and two and one step closer to uh, my prophecy. I gave my buddy Joe Matt's for a season. The Giants were going to make the playoffs. 
Um, this is an interesting game to me just because the line movement didn't go the way I thought it would. Um, it actually started going down, so I just thought that was interesting. Um, the question is, do I do I want to lay points with the Giants? I, I want. I should have did a deeper look. How how many games have the Giants been favored and won and covered this year? Well, they've That's been underdogs a lot. Yeah, so that I mean that's something that I would have to ask. Like uh, teams who are not used to being favorite, or teams that you usually don't see favorite, should give you some kind of pause sometimes when they're favorite. Um, even if it is like a team like the Texans, um, like how talented are the Giants? I think a lot of people have um, have openly said that they feel like there should be some regression at some point. Is this maybe the regression? Because They've been disrespected on the lines all the way through the season, and then this is the one game where it's, it looks like they're actually capped at the right number. Makes me wonder, um, and I could be overthinking it. For the show, I'll say Giants. I'm, I'm going to keep an eye on that game just, just out of curiosity. All righty. We got the Saints at the Steelers. The Saints are one-and-a-half-point favorites. Uh, I'm going to take the Steelers. I I don't know what's been going on with the Saints. Some weeks they look great. Other weeks they look terrible. But I do know that the Steelers' defense is very bad against wide receivers, which Chris Olave could have a big game, but without Michael Thomas. And the Steelers have been good against stopping running backs. They've shut down a lot of really good ones this year, as well as they don't give up really any pass uh, receptions uh, to running backs, which means I'm not as worried about Kamara being able to do – what he did a few weeks ago against the Raiders and just kill them with his receiving. Uh, and I think the buy helps tremendously with some young guys that have been playing, you know, big minutes for the Steelers. And it's Mike Tomlin off a bye at home, getting a point and a half. Yeah. Give it to me. Eh, yeah. I don't think the Saints are that good. Um, so I'm with it. Um, I can see where they could, potentially cover but having watched them last week or the last couple weeks I just just haven't been really that impressed with them and uh, like you said Tomlin's coming off the bye Um, he's typically pretty solid at home no matter how talented his team is so coaching mismatch here I'm leaning Steelers too all right so we got the Colts at the Raiders the Raiders giving up six Man, the Raiders do not deserve to be giving up six points. I understand there's all kinds of turmoil with the Colts, but I mean, I'm sorry. Like from what I've seen from the Raiders, uh, I'm not. I'm definitely not giving six points. So give me the Colts to cover the spread. Ain't no way in hell I'm gonna take the Colts to cover, man. Hell no. Matter of fact, the Raiders are on standby for one of my games that I might swap out and put in my super contest. I, I, dude, Jeff Saturday didn't even think he was a coaching candidate. That what is, press what conference is was awful. record now as a head football coach? He may not yeah, be it, much better. It don't matter. There, there, you, there is nobody currently on the Indianapolis Colts like coaching staff that has ever called plays in the NFL. Nobody. Nobody, bro. Well, that they Matt, start Matt Ryan, it no, won't matter. That, it, it don't matter who they start. P- 
people on this staff have never called plays. And they've probably never managed a game before. Like, there's no real coaching experience on this staff. So if Josh McDaniels loses this game, not even covers, if he loses this game, he should immediately be fired. He should be fired before he gets back to the locker room. That would be the single most embarrassing moment in any coach's career. Like, you're literally losing to somebody that just came off the street. Guy's never coached a, a down in football in his life. He's got a 30-year-old uh, who's going to be calling plays and has never done it in his life. Like, I, I mean, I'm inspired by Jeff Saturday. I feel like I, I can I can fulfill my dream of coaching in the NFL. I just need to know the right person because that we've got the same qualifications as far as coaching hey. experience goes. I've, I've at least coached Little League and called plays for high school. <laughs> he he played with he played with Peyton Manning, so maybe that that does help a little. Maybe that counts for something. Maybe I just uh, you just lost to the Jaguars. You got blanked by the Saints. I know that um, the Raiders are, are really bad, and I just think the Colts are more talented. And you're getting I, I get you, but uh, you tell me all the time coaching is terrible. Uh, so it is. maybe it's not a big deal. That the guy hasn't got any coaching experience. We'll find out. But I, I'm not. I'm. I'm sorry. I can't give six points with the Raiders. They suck. Uh, the Cowboys at the Packers. This is simple for me. I've been telling people for months to fade the Packers. I've been betting against them every week, and it just keeps winning. Had the money line last week, and the Lions. Uh, I mean, this is to me. Cowboys off a bye. Packers are going to be without Romeo Dubs and Aaron Jones. Uh, and then every other, I think, receiver that they have is questionable. I think Cowboys roll, uh, and they have a very easy schedule coming up. I think the Cowboys, uh, to win the NFC East is not impossible, which I know people are going to say, well, the Eagles are undefeated. I get that. They have one more game against the Cow- or, I mean, against the Eagles, so if they can win that and win out, they only need the Eagles to lose one more game. Um, and you're getting decent um, odds on that, just as a future bet. But give me the Cowboys to cover the four and a half. Yeah, no need to overthink it. Packers suck. They really do. It's it's pitiful. Uh, they can. They've lost to the Jets, Giants, and Lions uh, in a month. So, the Cardinals uh, at the Rams, the last Sunday four o'clock game. The Rams are giving one and a half. Who you got here? Because I have no idea. When did when did um? I'm I'm really confused. Like when did um. Matthew Stafford get a concussion. <laughs> he, it's Wednesday, and he's just getting in the concussion protocol. Maybe Aaron Donald well, hit him in practice. Yeah, I, I'm just confused as to when that happened. Um, I I got back on my bookie when that alert came, because my bookie be slow sometimes. I got back on there, and I got the Cardinals at plus three before it moved to one and a half. If he doesn't play, I like the Cardinals to cover, but they've been so, like, like stupid is hard to say they could still find a way to lose this game for sure but uh i mean it's too bad it, to me it's a stay away that's why i was just curious but i'm with you uh jump on the cardinals if stafford doesn't play the sunday night game the charters at the niners i think you've taught me well enough that i know that i'm not giving seven points with jimmy g give me the chargers um i don't like it either but I'm trying to think. We're coming off the bye. Yeah, nah. Let me let me I'm gonna lay this up. We're coming off the bye. All right. It wasn't coming like out it. it wasn't coming off the bye. I would be very hesitant, but we're coming off the bye. 
and this will be this will probably be the healthiest we're gonna be all season. Um, Trent obviously been back a couple weeks, but should have like he should be officially healthy. Um, Debo's back healthy because he was he was having some hamstring issues, and what we can get out of this secondary um, should be back, and obviously our front is gonna be healthy. So yeah, I, I think I think the Chargers have gotten off on running the ball a little bit more effectively than than people have um, have been wanting to give them credit. And Sean Sean McVay, Kyle Shanahan's record against McVay and McVay's understudies should not be overlooked. I'm laying it. I like it. The Monday night, the Washington Commanders at Philadelphia. Philadelphia getting giving 11 points. They've been pretty decent at covering these big numbers, and I just – I'm going to have to give the points. Again, those big numbers, I try to stay away, uh, but Eagles at home, I think that they actually cover that number. Cannot – I cannot lay more than seven or eight on a division opponent. I just can't. We just saw what the Jets did, and that was 12. I I just think it's just a bad look. Like, it has to be it has to be one of those situations where the team is just god-awful. Um, the familiarity... Won their first two division games by nine uh, and, what was that, uh, 16, including yeah, one, one at of, Washington. One of, those, one of those division games that they won was against Cooper Rush, who was a backup. I mean, Heineke, Heineke's not a he's not a true backup. Like he's got starter experience, and the offense actually looks better with him back there. So um, I just I just can't do it. Um, I'm gonna take my points with the uh, Commanders. All right, and that's the end of Week Ten. Uh, anything you want to plug before we get out of here? God save me from college basketball and college football. That's all I want to plug. Yeah, just stay away. Just yeah, just bad NFL. I know. No, you know as well. In 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 all my years of of gaming, NBA props. That you I have involved. I have always been better in everything except for NFL. I've always struggled in the NFL, um, never being higher than fifty two percent. And then when I finally figure it out, air quotes, figure it out, and I'm doing good, everything else suffers. So that's just the the nature of the beast, man. Um, but I, I can't stop. Bowl season's coming, so I got to keep trying. Collecting. That's data. like golf. I mean, that, that's literally yeah. like golf, where you you you'll drive the ball great for six months, and then you finally, you know, your putting's been bad. You finally start making a bunch of putts, and you can't find a fairway. Uh, that's just man, that that's life. But uh, I do like you being at sixty eight percent on the NFL plays. Oh, real quickly, what were the five games? Because we didn't highlight them. Oh, five games last week. Um, and for this so, week. Okay, yeah, sorry. Um, I'm going to pull it up real quick. I will say that, obviously, um, well, actually, I know my two losses from last week. <laughs> the Panthers. And the Dolphins. <laughs> and the Dolphins, yeah. You, look, I just knew I was getting some extra value with that Panthers line, man. I, I got on it at nine and a half. It fell all the way to seven. Man, and like I told somebody, for every – for every Jets money line that I win, there's always a Panthers play, and it just makes you, it just humbles you, uh, which is fine. My my five right now, um, for this week, 
pulling it up on my phone. Give me a second, fellas and ladies, if you're listening. Uh, this week, I know, like I said, I'm going to take the under plus- on ladies listening, but I hope yeah. they are. <laughs> Cardinals plus three. Um, why is this like taking so long to load? Uh, obviously, the uh, Vikings plus six and a half. Lions plus three. Um, and then my my one favorite right now. Oh, Seahawks plus three. My favorite is the Titans at two and a half. So Seahawks plus three, Vikings plus six and a half, Lions plus three, Cardinals plus three, Titans uh laying two and a half. And of course that's subject to change. I understand that you have yes, the right to subject change. It to to change. Uh, yeah, I was gonna say I my like um, people know what the picks are as of right now. Yeah. And so I'll I'll let people know too. I do I do a standby just in case uh something changes. Uh my three standby games right now is the Raiders land six, the Cowboys land five, and the Niners land seven. Um, but also giving strong consideration to that commanders plus ten and a half. Last week, last week, my standby game actually worked out for me. I was a little nervous about the Titans since Tannehill didn't play, and I think I said that in the podcast. And I had bet the Titans to cover, but I just didn't want them in my super contest, so I switched them out. They still covered, but I switched them out for the Ravens uh, laying two, and they obviously did it too. So that's kind of my strategy. If I got a Sunday night game that's on the fence, I just make sure I I do a real thorough look at that Monday night game because that's my fallback just in case. Well, we appreciate that insight, and um, that is why you're at 68% right now on the season. So, uh, again, anything you want to plug before we get out of here? Uh, no, just, uh, you know, when Ronnie gets back, we'll probably start. You got a minute, fam. There's a lot of stuff that we need to talk about, especially with the Kyrie Irving things. But he is currently in Facebook jail, so – Nothing to tag, nothing to post. <laughs> <laughs> that man, he, he, it's, it's unbelievable how often it happens. Uh, was it for something stupid or was it worth it? I will, I'll go ahead and say it if anybody's even listening this far. Um, but yeah, it was the dumbest thing ever. He corrected somebody on a historical context of a Hitler fact. Are you serious? And, uh, yeah. And when he put, he put Hitler in his response. Oh and they my god. Like they for hate hate words. Oh yep. my god. Yeah. Like like and it was it was on the it was on the IB page. He literally corrected the person's take on on Hitler like and just happened to type Hitler and got flagged and banned. Oh, wow. Wow. I I told him a long time ago that I think Zuckerberg like they hate him cuz he seems to get suspended or put in Facebook jail constantly. And we know RC RC will go off on somebody, right? Like he says stuff yeah. that you'll read all the time. You're like, ooh, that was that was kind of harsh. It's never for that shit. It's always for something really stupid uh, like that, which I can't believe they flagged him for hate speech. Yeah. Uh, well, so word of the wise, don't use Hitler uh, in your comments, even if you're correcting somebody, apparently. But, yeah. uh, well, let's hope we have another big week, Alan. Uh and uh, for Keith Fleming, Alan, the gambling guru, uh, this has been the Backdoor Cover Week 10 Preview. We'll see you guys soon. Here comes the money. Here we go. Money talk. talk. Here comes the money. Money, 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 money. <laughs>